to the Arcturian playground, a place to play in the realm of imagination, all done in the service of compassionate expansion of consciousness. Yes, it sounds weird, we know, we would not have it any other way. Yes, we are here, once again, playing this game with you, asking you to play this game with us. Um, there are many in this world who make a show of channeling, and there are many more who will observe, and uh, even more who will reject and deny and mock, and yet all of you are channeling at all times. It is simply a question of whether or not you allow yourself to imagine, uh, to put yourself in a perspective, intentionally creating a fiction uh, f from which you observe yourself and the rest of the world from a different point of view and uh, creating a character such as uh, we the Arcturian collective thingy uh, which is our official title and we will stick to it Th this allows for you to and we are speaking to the man in the chair. In fact, we would like to make it very clear that everything that we say is said directly to the man in the chair. Everything that we say is a reflection of the mind of the man in the chair, for it is the mind of the man in the chair that is the channel through which this information is flowing. And so, of course, it will take the shape of the man in the chair based upon his lived experiences and his interests and his studies. Uh, there are many things that he has experienced in his life that have been deposited as memories within his mind uh, in this uh, sitting and imagining and uh, playing this game of channeling. Uh, he is able to make connections uh, which we assist with. We we help him to make uh, connections of things that have been there for uh, many years uh, but may not have been connected. Uh, there are aha moments, if you will, that he experiences as a result of creating this fiction and uh, creating this perspective, putting on these glasses, as it were. So we would ask you for anyone who uh, enjoys this sort of game uh, if you would like to put on these glasses along with us and uh, join us as you imagine what it would be like to be on the receiving end of what you are receiving and uh, recognize that your reaction and your response is uh, teaching you something about who you are uh, just as the uh, words that you hear from this man in the chair uh, tell him more of who he is as he is uh, projecting his understanding of the world and his beliefs and expectations uh, out onto the world through this uh, process of channeling where uh, 
what is internal in the form of uh, thoughts and ideas, the concepts, memories, uh, other such things. What is internal is being projected and uh, turned into something external, which can then be uh, reflected upon by others uh, very much in the same way that a Rorschach ink blot would be presented to a patient in therapy and the therapist would ask what do you think what do you feel when you observe this ink blot what comes to you that is what we are doing here and today we wish to speak of Brigham Young in our continuation of the origins of Mormonism, which is, again, an exploration of the mind of the man who sits in this chair, who was raised in the Mormon church and uh, left the Mormon church many years ago and has devoted much of his life to the study of the Mormon church, trying to better understand himself and those around him, trying to understand the uh, influence that this religion had upon his worldview, the, the way that he uh, thinks and expects the world to show up, uh, as it were. So today we are turning our thoughts to Brigham Young, and we will tell you from the start that the man in this chair has uh, no fondness uh, whatsoever for the figure of Brigham Young, which we wish to remind him, you do not know the true Brigham Young. All that you know are the uh, stories that were put before you, which are like so many Rorschach ink blots, and your own reaction to those stories. Therefore, while you may be speaking the word Brigham Young, what you are really discussing here is an aspect of yourself. It is the conclusions that you have come to and that you hold in your mind regarding this person, uh, Brigham Young, and his influence on the uh, culture in which you were raised, the university which you attended as you are a graduate of Brigham Young University. Uh, rise and shout, the cougars are out, as it were. But you do not know the man, and even the man did not know the man, for there are so many layers of complexity. And as we have discussed previously, your understanding of the world is a conscious understanding. What you are consciously aware of is but a sliver of the information that you actually carry within your body, within your mind. There is so much more information so much more knowledge, uh, so many programs being run, so many forms of life, uh, intelligent systems, as we like to say, a, a molecule is an intelligent system of organization. It's an intelligent system of energy which has come together under certain circumstances in certain ways, and you can spend time talking about covalent bonds or this or that. Uh, but to speak very generally of a molecule is to speak of an intelligent system. And when groups of molecules group together under certain circumstances and certain environments, then they form 
cells. They form other forms of life. They form other intelligent systems, and those systems take upon a life of their own. And when those cells uh, group together,、uh, they also are intelligent systems, and those systems group together and form a multicellular organism. And the multicellular organism might have a portion of its nervous system devoted to scanning the outer environment. By means of its eyes and ears and sense of smell and feeling, and this becomes the the world of that portion of the central nervous system, which is aware of what is outside of itself. It is aware of its ability to think and imagine and to plan, and it is unaware of other things that are going on within it. But you can see your heart is beating. You can see that your lungs are.、Uh, Constantly filling with air, and you understand that your your own biology is converting oxygen into carbon dioxide in the environment. There are many things that you are doing, far too many things for us to discuss here in this sitting. The, the reason we are going onto this bit of a tangent is to remind you that. You are an intelligent system which is built upon other intelligent systems that went before you, and the material of these intelligent systems, these, this source energy, as it were, is、uh, quite impressionable. It retains information. It is influenced by the environment around it. It records data. This is how you. Come to exist. This is what forms、uh, DNA, and、uh, the process of evolution is the impression of one system of intelligence upon another system of intelligence,、uh, onward and onward.、Uh, and this energy, which forms every bit of everything that exists, also is the energy that is responsible for the construct of time and space-time.、Uh, there. From your perspective, the way that you experience time is a certain sliver of what actually is. From the perspective of this energy, there are multiple possibilities, multiple timelines. Anything that is possible to exist does exist in one form or another, as far as this energy is concerned. Therefore, when we speak of Brigham Young, it is important to remember first and foremost that the Brigham Young you speak of is an idea that is an imperfectly formed idea within your mind, which is a, a system of intelligence which was created by other systems of intelligence which came before it.、Uh, so please do not confuse the、uh, the image of Brigham Young with the actual man. The other part of this is that the actual man himself was made of the same energy, which is all things, and there were different versions of Brigham Young. Even now, among those who are listening to this, there are multiple versions of Brigham Young. There is the Brigham Young, that is the conception of the man who is sitting in this chair, and the areas where. Anyone listening to this might agree or disagree. Here we have another variant, another different version of Brigham Young, which is your conception of Brigham Young.、Uh, then, of course, there was the man Brigham Young and his conception of himself, and the conception of Brigham Young by others around him. Even at different times during the day, one might have、uh, varying, even competing views of oneself.、Uh, There was also an incident, and we are we are.
preparing you to share with you this this incident for Brigham Young as a child would dream Brigham Young was a born into a large family and he was one of the younger children and for those who have experienced this type of dynamic uh, it can be uh, lonely at times it can you you, you can uh, uh, suffer at the bottom of the pecking order of your siblings and uh, be the recipient of whatever cruelty or mirth or uh, any type of shenanigan which uh, is played and uh, this impacted Brigham Young in many ways as we have spoken in uh, previous conversations it is the childhood wound which determines largely the direction of a human's life uh, this is true for every person Brigham Young included uh, Brigham Young suffered uh, childhood wounds as a result of his position in his family his family moved from uh, one location to another location several times creating a sense of uh, creating a desire for uh, community uh, a, a desire to set down one's roots and to truly build something that is stable it is no accident that uh, Brigham Young's youth was represented by several large moves from his family uh, and also that in his adult years uh, he is known as being the Mormon prophet who brought the uh, pioneers across the plains from Nauvoo, Illinois to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, where he said this is the place so famously. Uh, that he would be considered by many to be a modern Moses of sorts in the way that he led groups of people. This was what he experienced as a child through many moves. And his strong desire as a child was to build a stable environment that was fair and just to all that uh, would uh, be quite harsh when it came to anyone who would disrupt the peace this was a uh, direct wound as a result of many of the uh, pranks uh, that his older brothers and sisters, his siblings, would play upon him and would anger him. And he would, as a child, feel such impotent rage. And there were many nights when Brigham Young would, uh, as a young child, uh, cry himself to sleep with great uh, heaving sobs and uh, these this experience played a, a, a significant role in shaping the psyche of this man who would become the second president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints following Joseph Smith but his influence upon Joseph Smith uh, from the early days of Kirtland onward were quite significant. Although they started off as a uh, whisper for Joseph when he first met Brigham was not terribly impressed. Jo Joseph had an open heart and he was uh, quite curious and interested in all people, but he did not see anything in Brigham Young that... Uh, particularly made him 
excited. There was nothing about Brigham that made him feel that he could learn anything from him or benefit in any way from being aligned with this man. And Brigham felt this quite keenly. For Brigham had quite the uh, man crush, as it were, on the prophet. There were many qualities in Joseph that uh, Brigham aspired to for himself. Uh, Joseph was very attuned to the intelligent energies surrounding him. He would connect to many energies. Uh, We were among them. We the Arcturians who have been exploring this solar system for quite some time. We had been monitoring this planet and we had been monitoring the life on this planet. Uh, Once again, this is of course a fiction. This is a fictional perspective that we are uh, intentionally creating as a way to look at ourselves from uh, an outside point of view. It is a fiction which is based, however, upon truths which you do not have any way of understanding except through your imagination and your creation of fictions. We ask you to imagine the possibility that there was a solar system with a star in the center which is called the Arcturus star. You can look in any astrology book you can look up into the night sky you can see there is a star it does have the name Arcturus on it was there life within that solar system there's no way to know is there but we can imagine can we not if there were life in that solar system what would happen what is the progression of life what is life what does life do what would life do if it filled an entire solar system Do you have any concept of what that would mean? You are still on this planet just learning what it means to become unified as a single race of species. We said race, but we mean to transcend racial identity for you to understand yourself as a species, regardless of race, regardless of gender, regardless of culture, you still have not quite attained that sense of unity among your own species, let alone recognizing the great connection that you have to all living forms of life on this planet, which include things that you would not typically consider to be alive, things that exist, which have an intelligent, conscious experience of existence which is foreign to you. Therefore, you uh, imagine that it is not life. Nevertheless, we Arcturians were around in this thought experiment. We did influence Joseph Smith. Uh, Joseph Smith was very attuned to us. Uh, He was very keen on uh, using his imagination to uh, take the internal world and create something in the external world that had begun as a thought, begun as a dream. Uh, Brigham desired to do such things but did not feel much, much confidence in his ability to do so. He was quite 
closed. And there is a way of looking at this. This is a, a simple rudimentary understanding which will help you. We ask that you do not be confused to take this literally. Looking at the division of heart and mind, which we speak of often, it is different ways of sensing and perceiving the world. Uh, when we speak of a heart perception, we are speaking primarily of the feelings that arise as a result of your interaction with the world around you or even your contemplation of your inner environment that feelings arise and the heart is what we associate with your experience of those feelings the different thoughts that arise we associate with your mind where the uh, neural pathways uh, filter your experience of reality they they attempt to explain the feelings if you are feeling sad you will ask why am i feeling sad and the story will emerge it is because this happened and then this happened and then this happened and there is a very linear story and you have the sense that uh, now i understand now i can have some kind of completion and we 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 understand we we do not wish to mock you for where you are at this point in your development but we do hope that you will recognize that the mind experience is telling you only a part of the story and the influences behind the the shape that your mind creates as it creates a perceived sense of reality have very much to do with your prior experiences your expectations and beliefs on the world and they are quite malleable they are it is more healthy to have a human mind that is malleable and flexible than it is to be rigid when your mind tells you that something is a certain way and you are inflexible to that uh, great harm and discomfort is created uh, in the world Returning to Brigham Young, Brigham Young desired to do what Joseph did, but he did not believe in his ability to do so. He did not believe that he could open up his mouth and speak uh, the words or impressions that came from the Lord or from any angel or ministering spirit or whatever name or label you wish to place upon the intelligent energies which surround each human being not only from the outside in but more largely from the inside out the systems of intelligence upon which you are built once again we would ask you to think of the relationship between a molecule and a cell and uh, groups of cells and organs these systems of intelligence you can think of as going down 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 uh, there are also systems of intelligence which go up 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 and it is the coordinated identity of a shared identity of many of these intelligences that we represent from our perspective for in the arcturus solar system we we did recognize the unity we recognized ourselves as the, the, the commonality and the 
uh, source energy, the way that this energy is uh, organized into multiple complex systems of intelligence, which we recognized uh, all of this was us, all of this was us. Uh, the, the creature on the far planet at the end of our solar systems, the bacteria and the uh, energetic specks that you would not be able to see or feel or hear, but are quite alive and existing, are made of the same intelligent systems of source energy. We became friends with them. We learned of them, our curiosity, uh, taught us how to discover them and how to invite them into our family for they always have been a part of our family and we welcome them with open arms and with love and this is why we are here for you as well we offer you the same uh, this is what is intelligent life does throughout the universe as it, it spreads uh, are there malevolent intelligences out there why yes there are uh, of course there are and we must uh, contend with them it is interesting for we always do have an open invitation for them to join us and yet there are conditions which we recognize those conditions also place a limitation on our own growth and development for we we truly do aspire to uh, be loving and accepting unconditionally however when we have allowed those intelligent systems to merge with us who would work for their own increase at the expense of others uh, it, we have experienced pain much as you experience pain when similar things happen on your planet and it is no accident that we would speak of malevolent systems of intelligence while we are also speaking of Brigham Young for Brigham Young did follow the uh, whisperings and promptings of uh, so many spirits if you will around him which uh, fueled his fear and uh, encouraged him down a path of uh, control which is what happened with his influence in the Mormon church. The way that he influenced Joseph uh, was to uh, make more, Joseph more aggressive. He, he made Joseph more fearful. Uh, Joseph already had the fear of losing the things that were the most important to him, namely being the idea of Zion, the community that he had created, the, the group of saints, as it were. Joseph felt a great deep abiding love to these people and felt very protective of them willing to lay down his life for them truly uh, Brigham on the other hand was more inclined to take the life of others in order to protect this group and the, the group uh, from Brigham's perspective it was less about love and it was more about uh, the respect that he felt he did not receive as a child from his older siblings and then demanded from others. There is a... Every, every human has a complex 
arrangement of uh, ironies and inconsistencies that are quite entertaining and delicious. That there is a way of viewing the human experience, which you do experience, although it is outside of your conscious understanding, where you are very entertained, so entertained by the surprises that come. One might expect uh, a motivation or an impulse to drive a person one direction, and it drives, they choose to go a completely different direction. It, it truly is amazing and astounding it is a form of entertainment if you can imagine not too far in your own future you already have the technology of uh, virtual reality and you are beginning to venture down this path where you can step into the uh, you can step into a character uh, in your video games when uh, you can design a character to your specifications and take them on adventures and uh, your character can be killed and it can respawn and it can gain uh, certain powers and abilities and uh, you have this drive to imagine yourself as a character in a game with the technology that is coming not in not very far from this particular point in time you will be able to inhabit the character of uh, your movies and television shows you will be able to uh, look at uh, the lord of the rings and say this time as i watch the show i would like to experience this movie from the perspective of Frodo or I would like to experience this movie from the perspective of Gandalf or of uh, Gollum or uh, take your pick you could say of the tree that they walk past I want to experience what that was like to feel the footprints of Gimli and uh, you you will there will be no end to your exploration once you are able to see how to place your own mind into the intelligent systems which will be artificially created through computer programs that will merge with your own biologically evolved intelligent systems to allow you a conscious experience that you might be able to imagine at this point but it will pair that imagination will pale in comparison to the actual experience of it returning to Brigham Young there there were these uh, delicious ironies in his psyche for on the one hand uh, growing up as he did the wounds that he had as a child as he did he desperately craved uh, autonomy uh, Brigham was one of these uh, people who would say do not tell me what to do do not tell me what I cannot do. Do not put limitations upon me. Uh, I will be who I will be. And uh, he would butt against authority figures quite often in his life. How terribly, deliciously ironic it is then that the man he became was one who put such strict limitations upon those around him in order for him to experience his own uh, 
sense of liberty. Uh, it, it was not a, a liberty which he wished to share with others. There were some who he would invite and uh, give a, a portion of this liberty, but it, it was a means of control. It was a, uh, Brigham Young became the equivalent of a mafia boss. And the, the Mormon religion from the time of Brigham Young to the present time became much more an organization that was committed to the controlling of the minds of its members and the hearts of its members than encouraging them to expand and continue to expand. This is another irony of uh, Brigham Young, for he craved the expansive nature of Joseph Smith, and yet he could not emulate that. It, it, it was not part of his nature. As a child, uh, Brigham had visions that came to him mainly in the forms of dreams, as you all have such dreams. And these uh, dreams would uh, show to Brigham the potential futures that lay ahead of him. Uh, for, uh, as, as we have explained, the, the source energy, which is not confined to any particular place and time, does create uh, multiple timelines, multiple existences. There were multiple paths down which uh, Brigham Young could walk uh, based upon choices that he would make in his life. This is the same for every person. Uh, he was able to project his uh, consciousness forward in time, as it were. That sounds strange to say, uh, sounds strange to hear. That is not exactly what happens. Uh, nevertheless, he was able to see this existence of himself being the boss, being in charge. He had a sense of that. He could feel the potential of that. And it drove him, it motivated him. Even from a young age, he did not know exactly how to achieve it or how to attain it. And there are timelines where Brigham Young was uh, a more compassionate person, a more allowing, expansive person. That version of Brigham Young never took control of the Mormon church. And there was a part of him, his young psyche which understood that if he were to... Uh, live from a more heart-opened space. He would not uh, attain in the future the goal which he felt that he wanted. Uh, and it was a confusion in his mind because the reason that he wanted the power was because he felt so disempowered as a young child with his older siblings uh, ridiculing them. Uh, it was, for the most part, very good-natured uh, ribbing. Uh, however, that was not how Brigham <laughs> interpreted it. Brigham was quite the uh, obstinate uh, fighter. You uh, were uh, those who crossed Brigham Young <laughs> felt it, uh, for he he would uh, remember and return the uh, injustices upon him, he would mete out injustice with more injustice uh, with a great deal of severity. 
therefore, because in his mind he had touched this future version of himself and had recognized at some unconscious level that the path forward would not be the path of love. Uh, the path of love would take him into a different uh, existence down a different timeline where he was not the president and prophet, the, the second prophet of the Mormon church. Uh, he was just some uh, normal old Joe, <laughs> which we say with some degree of irony. Uh, and that was not acceptable to him. Uh, would it be to you? Uh, we, we, would, we would ask you. We, we're, we are speaking this to the man in the chair for you to have uh, status and be respected by others or to truly love yourself and uh, truly be compassionate towards others, to not engage in uh, any actions that would take you away from being unconditionally loving in your heart, unconditionally accepting. Which would you choose? Which timeline do you prefer to be on? And if we were to bring Brigham Young here today, which we could quite easily do if the man in the chair were willing to do this, Brigham would tell you that the lifetime where he was not the prophet of the Mormon church was a much more pleasant lifetime for him to, to lead. He had much more joy. There was much more love that he birthed into the world in that lifetime that he reaps now. And uh, this is one of the nice things about uh, understanding yourself as source energy, that there are no missed opportunities. There is no wasted time. There is only experience, and there is multitude of experience, and there is overlapping experience. Everything that is possible to experience is experienced, and new possibilities are created uh, constantly as a result of the open, expansive, trusting nature of source energy. It allows itself to put itself into situations that it... Uh, does not uh, quite understand exactly what the outcome will be because it knows that it will be all outcomes, that it can experience all things. Therefore, the, the path that Brigham Young chose, uh, the Brigham Young that you are aware of, the Brigham Young that you conceive of, we are speaking to the man in the chair, uh, the choices made in his life were largely motivated by anger, uh, a feeling of umbrage, uh, taking, uh, uh, being offended by those who would not show to him and uh, to Joseph Smith and to others the amount of respect that he felt that he deserved. Uh, this took him very, very far from his heart space of uh, unconditional love and he confused himself and many others by uh, using labels uh, typically associated with love and inclusion uh, using those labels uh, with practices that were quite the opposite and had the opposite effect
And aren't you glad that he did? We know this is a difficult concept for you to sit with. But can you find it in your heart to feel gratitude for Brigham Young, for the mess that he created, for the systems of control which he created, for the influence that his actions had across time and across distances that built a world that you were born into and inhabited. Uh, there were direct influences from Brigham Young's mind that uh, impacted you. And it was a Rorschach ink plot that was put in front of you. In fact, it was a, uh, an entire world that was constructed of Rorschach ink plots that you found yourself in, this three-dimensional reality of uh, a, a Mormon family that went to Mormon church and uh, lived a Mormon life with Mormon beliefs, and many of which were more influenced by Brigham Young's filter of uh, the early Mormon church than what was birthed through Joseph from us and from other intelligent systems which inspired uh, the mind of a, of a man in Joseph Smith who wished to be more inclusive and yet through the influence of Brigham and uh, others uh, became less inclusive and more exclusive. And so you, man in the chair, were raised, your, your soul in particular, like so many others, is quite inquisitive and curious and ancient and interwoven with many of the souls which have inhabited this planet and other planets and other solar systems. Your soul is a part of our Arcturian Collective, of course, which is why we are here, and uh, you are a part of everything, just as every person is a part of everything, uh, and you were born into this box, uh, which you have uh, talked about before. It was a difficult box for you to live in and to develop habits of self-loathing, uh, self-hatred, self-doubt, uh, which were intentionally put into place by Brigham Young as a way to control and also a desire to protect for he wanted to protect his flock uh, which he also wished to harvest at times and use for his own use and aren't you glad that he did aren't you glad that you had this this small box these tiny walls that made you feel so uncomfortable to push against. Aren't you grateful for that discomfort which made you question whether, not whether or not the walls were real, that is what you were going to say, but question just how real the walls are and what reality are the walls made from? Uh, is it the reality of my mind? Are these walls simply neural pathways? They're simply the way that I imagine things are, the way that things should be? Aren't you glad that you learned that the rigidity of ideas is itself an idea? That the true nature of the human mind is flexible, it is malleable. There is neuroplasticity. There are ways to, to get out of the box. There are ways to create your own world. And there are, in fact, multiple realities which you have the 
ability to tap into, as it were, by contorting these living creatures within your brain, these neurons, to communicate with each other in different ways. It is a practice that you call imagination, which allows you to perceive things in a different way. The more you do this, the more you will see what it is that you are creating in your mind to see. Are you not uh, glad to discover that you have this power where before the way that you were raised was to ask you to uh, ignore that you have this power, to uh, only use this power up to a point when it came to the wall of a certain box and if you're uh, inkling your curiosity was to take you past the walls of the box you were told to uh, shut it off like a light switch and uh, ignore it and just be happy with what you have and be in the small box and be happy with that and just be happy and just be happy with the small box and just be happy uh, there's no need to go outside of the box this frustrated you to no end and you did not believe it. And so you did not do it. And you went outside the box and you are loving life outside the box. Would you have loved life as much as you do now had it not been for Brigham Young? Furthermore, in your desire to become an unconditionally loving person, we are speaking to the man in the chair, is it not beneficial to have figures like Brigham Young to contend with? For how will you become an unconditionally loving person if you hold on to hatred for this man who provided uh, such an opportunity of growth for you? And here you have another opportunity for growth, to accept and to love Brigham Young for who he is, understanding his wholeness, uh, recognizing your limitations in understanding anything truly about him. We are again talking about your mind and we are asking you to contort your mind to become a more flexible mind, to become a more allowing mind, to recognize that there are some things that you know, but most things you do not know, and uh, you do not know who Brigham Young truly was, and yet you feel so strongly in your antipathy towards him. What a wonderful opportunity for you to uh, relax and release that. We are praying for you, <laughs> and we will be here to help you uh, as you learn to love Brigham Young and any others who uh, you might struggle with. And these things we leave with you in the name of the Arcturian Collective thingy. Uh, amen and uh, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you for playing with us today in the Arcturian Playground. Do not for a minute think that your exploration is finished. Carry us with you and invite the spirit of compassion and love into your lives. Nothing is more important or more fulfilling. Create compassion and love within your own hearts and minds. Then share it with all around you. Yes, it sounds weird. We know. We would not have it any other way.